Welcome to Brad Kyle's Brad's Motor Works podcast. We'll be talking about some things about BMW, some things of cars in general, and some things about car repair. I hope you find it educational, enlightening, and I hope it increases your understanding of your car. And maybe along the way we'll have some fun too. Thank you for listening, and here we go. Episode number 92, Autonomous Vehicles and Mapping. Where the heck am I? That's your car asking the question, by the way, the autonomous car of the future, not you asking that. So anyway, a <clears throat> um, couple of uh, things to talk about or for me to just say real quick up front. I just recently uh, made the podcast into uh, through a Patreon account where you can become a patron. So um, if you're on the website on the, you know, the main uh, dashboard page there on the upper right hand corner, you'll you'll see a little uh, logo. A link that says become a patron and um, you know for those it's it's voluntary from the standpoint um, of if you want to help support me and this and this podcast and allows me to be able to do more research and and for that matter when we get out of COVID-19 uh, to continue going to the different seminars I go to and so on and so forth to be able to bring hopefully the best information to you uh, it's five dollars a month or more uh, I have made some of the previous podcasts where they are only available as a, a paid subscription type podcast. I pick the ones that to me potentially can save you the most amount of money if you apply what it is that I talk about. Okay. Uh, again, they're all available uh, if you want to pay $5 a month as a subscription. So it opens up the entire, you know, uh, availability of all of the episodes I've done in the past and will hopefully continue to do. So, um, this one, this article is going to be kind of a quick one, or this podcast, I should say. It's from an article that's from Adapt Automotive, which is a, um, uh, I get emails from them all the time, and they're, it's really talking about the kind of the latest technology and so on and so forth. And I just thought this one was kind of interesting about uh, what it takes to be able to make an actual, actual digital map and the process of it. So... I hope you find it interesting. Uh, I thought it was kind of a neat thing. And, and uh, you know, the, the current uh, date of this podcast is September 16th. Uh, or I should say this article was from September 16th, 2020. Um, this is only a week or two after that that I'm doing this particular podcast. So it's relatively recent information um, as far as to date, as far as uh, autonomous cars. So here we go. It's called Mapping the Future. Uh, from navigating the family hiking trip to choosing which neighborhood has the best school districts, it wouldn't be possible without a map. The first maps have been traced back as early as 14,500 BCE. They were found drawn on the inside of caves and depicted water sources, hunting grounds, and detailed sketches of the stars in the night sky. The cartographers of today do not rely on visibility as they once did. Instead, they rely on data, and lots of it. Partners for Automated Vehicle Education held a webinar earlier this month to discuss the role maps play in informing autonomous vehicles. One of the panelists was founder and CEO of Carmera, Ro Gupta. First and foremost, maps happen in layers, Gupta says. How do you layer data on top of a map that makes it more useful, poses Avery Ash, head of autonomous mobility at INRIX, INRIX, INRIX a private company that provides location-based and analytics. 
Carmera, on the other hand, is a private company that builds high-definition, fully regenerative maps for autonomous vehicles and aggregates its data from crowdsourced cameras and sensors. When it comes to compiling that data, Carmera knows just where to start. Gupta says the first step is localization. Localization is essentially answering the AV's question of, where exactly am I, he says. If the AV is unable to locate itself, it won't be able to locate much else, let alone traverse through unexpected environments. Next comes perception. Perception refers to how the AV is interpreting its surrounding environment. An example of this would be how the AV operates when it is placed in front of a sandy beach versus, say, a billboard featuring a sandy beach. Gupta says this answers the question, am I seeing what I think I'm seeing for the AV? The final piece of the puzzle is planning. Gupta says HD maps help the AVs plan for the road ahead by anticipating risks and providing alternate routes should they arise. Brittany Kohler is the Director of Transportation and Infrastructure at National League of Cities, an advocacy organization that represents the country's cities, towns, and villages. Kohler says at NLC they have been talking about the mapping world as part of a city function but also city future. Does the infrastructure need to change to match technology or should technology change to match the pace of infrastructure, she asks rhetorically. They need to meet each other in the middle. NREX has been discussing the difference between physical versus digital infra infrastructure, says Ash. Physical infrastructure refers to stoplights, speed limit signs, basically anything a human driver would look to for direction. Digital infrastructure is not visible to the human eye, only to the vehicle's system. When a person sees an eight-sided metal sign, they know it's a stop sign, says Ash, but the car doesn't know what that means. The coding and software put into the, into the car dictate how it perceives and reacts to the outside world. The software acts as a brain, and the cameras and sensors throughout the vehicle are its eyes. When the vehicle encounters a stop sign, the software, or brain, informs the rest of the system that the red and white octagonal, oh boy, I can't believe I can't say that, octagonal, octagonal, that doesn't sound right, octagonal, jeez Louise, unbelievable, octagonal structure with the letters S-T-O-P literally means stop. The concept of a map may seem archaic, but for an automated vehicle, everything is unchartered territory. The aggregation of data is the sole catalyst in the evolution of map making. The more data that is collected, the more diversified and detailed maps come out of it. When it comes to the development of maps for autonomous vehicles, Ash has a few ideas of what could be around the corner. We could embed information into road paint or put QR codes on stop signs, he says. It's all about what the vehicle needs. Whether digital infrastructure merges with physical infrastructure or, or overtakes it entirely, Gupta says it is ultimately up to privately held companies. We can move faster and we have the tools to be able to do it, he says of the private sector. So a lot of stuff going on with autonomous vehicles, folks. It's not just uh, you know the, the technology. Um, it's not just the driving systems. I mean, you're talking about sensory systems. You're talking about making a machine that is capable of doing everything we do as human beings and then some in regards to uh, driving a car, okay? And mapping is just one part of it. 
it, it has to be programmed in to be able to uh, recognize everything that we see, okay? Um, and I love that perfect example of whether you've parked in front of a sandy beach, an actual beach, or you've parked in front of a billboard that has a sandy beach on it. I mean, the car has to be able to tell the difference, okay? So a lot of stuff going on out there. Uh, this was just an article that kind of intrigued me. Um, it's, you know, obviously, again, it's just it's about mapping and what needs to be done uh, to be able to make it possible to have autonomous level five autonomous cars. So this is just another one I, I kind of, you know, obviously I've done other uh, autonomous vehicle uh, podcasts. Hopefully you've listened to some of them in the past. Um, some of them have been about kind of where we are in the technology and, um, you know, there's been a number of them I've done, and this one was just kind of the next one that I ran across what I thought was a good article. So I hope you find it interesting. And, uh, you know, again, not to, uh, you know, beat anybody over the head, but um, I have, uh, you know, th there is a, you can become a patron if you so desire. I would really appreciate it. Um, you know, it's going to be able to help me to be able to still provide, uh, hopefully, what people find is informative and and you know good quality uh podcasts about different things that are going on in the in the car world and the car repair world and so on and so forth so i appreciate you listening appreciate your time uh again as usual if you want to get a hold of me via email uh certainly i'm always looking for any subject ideas and so on and so forth it's bkpodcasts5 at gmail.com and again i am also on linkedin and uh so i i appreciate you listening uh, uh, I hope you found it informative, and I hope you have a great day and a fantastic evening. Thank you again. Thank you for listening to this episode. It's been an honor and a privilege to spend time with you. I hope you found this of value. Please share it with family and friends. Above all else, with all you're getting, get understanding. May God bless you and keep you, and thank you again.